Hello and welcome back to The Fitness Formula. I'm your host, Justin Lewis, and I am super excited about our topic today. We're gonna be talking about how to eat sugar and get away with it. That's right, you can get away with it if you do it right, if you're smart about it. And with Halloween just right around the corner, then we got Thanksgiving, we've got Christmas, we've got pumpkin lattes. Let's be real, you're probably gonna be eating some sugar. So I want you to know how to be smart about it. You're gonna leave this podcast going, I'm a sugar freaking genius. So stick around, you won't wanna miss it. The real question is this, how do normal everyday people like us, who have families and careers, who don't wanna cheat with quick fixes that never work long term, find ways to get healthy, stay fit, and maintain our results, and yet still have time and energy for the things that matter most? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Justin Lewis, and welcome to The Fitness Formula. And we're back. Welcome, welcome. We're going to dive right into it. Listen, there are two things that we know for sure. We don't agree on much in the world of nutrition, unfortunately, but everyone agrees on one thing for the most part, which is sugar is the devil. It is the downfall of America. It's the reason we're overweight. It's the reason we can't focus. It's the reason that we're stressed out and uh, or a major contributor. And so we're going to be talking about that. And there are two things we know for sugar, or for sugar, <laughs> for sure. There's two things we know for sure. Right? One is sugar is the devil. It's got all kinds of problems, right? And number two, we know that everybody loves freaking sugar. It's just the way we're built. If you, so if you're like most people, when you hear that, you have one takeaway. If sugar's wrong, I don't want to be right. And that's normal. We're all like that, right? So here's the deal. You, you know, you've got this monkey brain. Your, your, your monkey brain gets a little taste of that pure, sweet sugar energy, and it goes absolutely insane. You can you can almost feel it in your brain throwing plates against the wall of your mind as you stare at that donut or that pumpkin spice latte and that little sugar monkey I call mine Chim Chim. He's just a genuine tyrant when it comes to sugar and he's a tyrant that many of us all too often indulge. But let's get straight to it. Here's the bottom line. Sugar is in almost everything that we buy. And so if you're not careful, it's nearly impossible to avoid, uh, avoid getting too much sugar. And even if you are careful, let's be honest, you're still going to indulge in some good old-fashioned sweets from time to time, especially this time of year. And so I can tell you with almost 15 years as a personal trainer, I've learned that, that being practical is much better than being perfect when it comes to nutrition. So my philosophy is, if you're going to do it, if you're going to eat the damn sugar, then let's be smart about it. Now, listen, if you're sitting there listening to this and saying, "Mm, but Justin, what, what is this? What kind of podcast is this? You can't be telling people it's okay to eat sugar. Obesity's an epidemic, Justin. Didn't you know that? Uh, well, all I have to say is, is get over self, get, get over yourself, uh, You're not, let me ask you this, are you really going to abstain from ice cream for the rest of your life? Ice cream? Are you? I didn't think so. So get over yourself. 
So let's get to the real deal and, and, uh, and talk about sugar like grown-ass adults. Um, so food is one of life, life's great pleasures, right? And that includes sugar. And so now and then, you should be enjoying a little sugar, especially this time of the year with the family around. And so when you do, I want you to refer back to this podcast or go to our blog at ProCoreFitness.net and use this as a reference on how to eat sugar in a smart way. Because when you're smart, you can eat sugar in a way that minimizes its adverse effects. And so the, the first step in this is we really got to discuss why sugar is so awful. And, and that will help us understand what we can do to better, um, to better counteract the, the negative impacts of sugar. So what is sugar and why is it the devil? Uh, well, first off, you got to understand that sugar is simply energy. It's just stored energy. Um, but it's a super efficient way for your body to get energy, which is why our little monkey brains like it so much. Um, and so it's a, it's a really good way for, for a little Chim Chim to, to make sure he's got enough energy to do all the stuff he's got to do. And so I'm sure you already know this, but if not, sugar is what's called a carbohydrate. And fundamentally, there are two types of carbohydrates. There's one, which is simple sugars or simple carbohydrates. Those are going to be things like high fructose corn syrup, you know, like granulated sugar, you know, the, the stuff you throw in, I don't know, what you bake with, I guess. Um, and then there's complex. That's the second type. And those are going to be things like whole grains, quinoa, um, that type of stuff. And so what makes a carb simple or complex is the chemical bonds that hold those carbohydrates together. It's the molecular structure of the carbohydrate. And so simple carbohydrates have a simple molecular structure that uh, breaks down really quickly and really easily. And complex carbs have a more complex molecular structure and that's much harder for your body to break down um, and it takes significantly longer. So that's the basic what you have to understand. So when we talk about you know good carbs and bad carbs, and I'm using those terms loosely, I mean technically there's really no such thing as a good carb or a bad carb, um, but when we say a good carb, we're typically saying it has a more complex molecular structure, and when we say a bad carb, we're saying it has a more simple molecular structure. And so simple carbs break down really, really fast, like I said. And so sugar is a very simple carb, like high fructose corn syrup is a super, super simple form of carbohydrate. And so what happens when you eat these simple carbohydrates is your body senses this release of glucose, which is the sugar in your bloodstream, essentially. Um, it, it senses this release of, glu of glucose into the bloodstream. And so then your body starts to release insulin uh, and basically what insulin does is it helps to grab that glucose and carry it into your cells. And that's what gives every cell in your body energy. And so you might be asking yourself, oh, well, Justin, if that's how glucose gets into the cells and our cells need glucose, why would simple carbs be bad? And that would be a fair question. Um, it comes down to what's called overcompensation. So when carbs like sugar break down too quickly, your body releases too much insulin in response. And so what that does is that leaves you with way too much insulin left over in your bloodstream. 
So that's why you get a crash, right? Like you eat that simple sugar and then it, your blood sugar spikes and then your body overreacts or overcompensates with insulin. And then boom, it grabs all that sugar and pulls it out of your bloodstream, so to speak. And now you have that crash. And that's because your body overreacted to the sugar. And so what ends up happening when you do that is then you're left with excess insulin in the bloodstream. And if you do that a lot, let's say you're somebody who's eating sugary stuff every day, you're drinking sodas or eating cookies or, I don't know, having pancakes and syrup for breakfast every morning. Um, you know, if you do that too often, you're going to constantly have excess insulin in your bloodstream. And over time, your cells will become resistant to insulin. And that basically means that your body's no longer able to carry sugar effectively into the cells. And when that happens, congrats, now you've got type 2 diabetes or diabetes. Um, so that's, that's one of the big problems. That's one of the, the main reasons why sugar is so bad for you because of how it, how it affects your body's ability to get sugar into the cells and, and essentially causes diabetes or prediabetes, which you definitely don't want. But obviously, it doesn't end there. Um, sugar, as we all know, makes us fat. And so it's, there's a couple reasons for that. Number one, it's obviously just insanely easy to overeat sugar. I can't remember the stats on this, but it was something like they estimate the, you know, like I'm, I'm making up the numbers, but it's something crazy like this. It's something like, uh, you know, the, the, the amount of sugar we got in a month 200 years ago is the same amount of sugar we get in a day now. It's something like that. It's really uh, stark. So our bodies just aren't used to getting as much sugar as we get now. And so um, it's easy to overeat sugar. And so although, yes, you need sugar, you don't need a ton of it. And so you could think of it like you have this sugar gas tank, right? So you have a certain amount of sugar your body needs, glucose, glycogen, that your body needs in the bloodstream and in the muscles. Um, and you want your gas tank to be full. That's good because that means you're prepared to do whatever it is your body needs to do. But when you eat too much sugar, you fill up that gas tank and then you have the, the sugar overflows into your reserve gas tank or sugar tank. And you know what we call that reserve tank? You guessed it. We call it fat. So sugar is insanely easy to overeat. And when you eat too much of it, your body gets more than it needs and it stores it as fat. So it makes us sick and it makes us fat. And that, in a nutshell, is why sugar can be the devil. So, on to the good part. Now that you understand how um, sugar works, what it is, and why it's not good for you, let's talk about how you can eat sugar and get away with it. So, in general, there's a few ways to reduce the impact of sugar on your body so that you can enjoy those sweet treats guilt-free. Um, so, I'll tell you, my personal favorite dessert, probably in the entire world, is the turtle pie at um, Papa's Brothers in, um, in, was it Irving? I don't know. But Papa's Brothers Steakhouse, they have this thing called the turtle pie. I freaking love it. And... So if I'm going to Papa's Brothers, I promise you, I'm getting that turtle pie. And as weird as it sounds to say, that's actually the best way to approach sugar. Meaning, uh, you want to plan your sugar consumption ahead of time. If you're just like, 
you know, you show up at the at at work and somebody brought donuts and you're like, well, it's donuts and they're free. I basically have to eat them, right? That's not the best way. Your body's not prepared. You're not prepared. You're probably going to overeat it. And it's a terrible way to, to get your mind and body ready for work anyway. Uh, so what's best is, you know, if you've got a birthday party coming up or a big dinner or whatever it is, it's best to know you're going to go and have some sugar because then you can do some things ahead of time to prepare for it. Like me at uh, Papa's Brothers. So if I'm going to go to Papa's Brothers or you're going to go to a birthday party, you know you're going to go have some, some sweet treats. Um, there's a way you can do this without all the guilt. So here's the secret. You got to understand two things. Remember, primarily what makes sugar the devil is the rate that sugar is delivered into your bloodstream because that's when you get that overcompensation of insulin, right? And then the second thing is the sugar gas tank, right? We don't want it to overflow. So you, as a sugar-savvy health genius, are going to focus on two things. Slowing down the release of the sugar into your bloodstream and avoiding the gas tank overflow that makes you fat. So here's what you're going to do. It's four steps. And if you do this, you can enjoy that turtle pie and not feel bad about it. Number one, you're going to get a hard workout that day. Get a strenuous workout um, before you go have the, the turtle pie or the birthday cake or the ice cream or whatever it is. And so the goal here is to deplete your body's glycogen levels, aka gas tank, so that more of the sugar that you eat goes towards filling up your gas tank instead of going towards filling up your reserve tank, i.e. your fat. So that's it. Get a hard workout before. This is why we want to know ahead of time that we're going to have our little indulgence. Step two, don't eat a bunch of carbs at dinner. I'm assuming you're eating these at dinner. If you're having, you know, turtle pie at 11 a.m., you know, stop it. That's crazy. But let's say, you know, so for most of us, if we're going to have an indulgence, it's usually going to be later in the day. So if you're going to do that at, let's say, at dinner, then don't eat carbs with your dinner. Save the, the, those carbs. Remember, we're trying to avoid filling that gas tank and causing it to overflow. So we've worked out hard. Now we're having our dinner. So let's say I'm at Papa's. I might have a steak and asparagus and Brussels sprouts, but I'm not going to have mashed potatoes or something like that because they're a carbohydrate. So we don't want to fill up that gas tank at dinner. We want to keep that gas tank empty till we get to the, uh, the dessert. Now, step three, eat the fattier foods at dinner. So when I say fattier foods, like if you're at Papa's Brothers Steakhouse or any steakhouse, right, you might get a fattier cut of steak like a, a ribeye, or maybe you get fish like salmon, um, or you have like a salad with a bunch of avocado in it or something, and nice olive oil vinaigrette. And the reason for that is fat slows down the absorption of sugar, right? So we, the first two steps, we basically are trying to manage that sugar gas tank and keep it low. So when we go to fill it up, it doesn't overflow. But then when we're eating, we want to slow it down. So fatty foods will help to slow down the sugar in terms of its absorption into your bloodstream, which is what makes ice cream preferable to say uh, Jolly Rancher because ice cream comes in a fattier form, right? 
Uh, and then finally, the fourth thing you want to do is eat plenty of fiber with your dinner. So uh, fiber also slows down the absorption of sugar, just like fat does. And so that pre-sugar fiber, uh, you want to get that in forms of like uh, green leafy vegetables, things like Brussels sprouts or asparagus, like I said, with your with your steak. So if you have this fatty steak and then you have your Brussels sprouts and your asparagus and you're getting a bunch of good fiber into you, when you go to have dessert, it's going to slow down that rate of absorption or rate of, of um, uh, it's going to slow down the rate of entry of the sugar into your bloodstream, which will mean that you don't have that crazy insulin response that you might otherwise have if you just went straight after it. So pretty simple, right? Just four things um, right before you or before you you have your sugar indulgence. So there, number one, get a hard workout that day. Number two, avoid all the carbs at dinner. Three, eat those fattier foods at the dinner, and then make sure you get a good amount of fiber at dinner. Those are going to help avoid the the overflow into your fat reserves, right? Because we're filling up our sugar gas tank instead. And then we're going to avoid that insulin overcompensation by eating foods that slow down the rate of absorption, uh, meaning our fats and our fibers. So pretty simple. But since you've listened this long, I'm going to give you a few extras, some pro tips, if you will, because there are also some other countermeasures that you can take. And if at all possible, I highly recommend you take them. So remember, we talked about slowing things down. So you can add fiber directly to your dessert and it won't make your dessert worse if you do it right, I promise you. So you could do this, like I said, ice cream's already a fattier dessert. Um, so do something like add chia seeds or psyllium. Uh, both are super fibrous and those will help to slow down the absorption of the sugar into your bloodstream. Once again, helping with that insulin regulation. So. Add some fiber directly to your dessert if you can. Two, add cinnamon. So, uh, you know, any cinnamon I get suppose is probably okay, but ideally you want to get saline cinnamon, which is C-E-Y-L-O-N, cinnamon. And so there's multiple studies that show that saline cinnamon helps to stabilize your blood sugar after you eat the sugar so you can avoid those big ups and downs in your insulin and help to avoid excess fat storage. Uh, and then the next one, just go for a walk. If you go for a walk, you probably, you might already do this instinctively, but after a good dose of sugar, a walk also will help to stabilize your uh, blood sugar. And then finally, take a shot of good old fashioned apple cider vinegar. So apple cider vinegar, I know it doesn't taste great, um, but it has been shown to help stabilize uh, blood sugar levels as well. So take like a one ounce shot, right? You've probably taken shots of worse things in your life for worse reasons. So go ahead, do yourself a favor and take a one ounce shot of uh, apple cider vinegar after you've had uh, your sugary indulgence. And so that's it. Um, so you can imagine, think of my turtle pie scenario. I know I'm gonna go to Papa's Brothers. Maybe it's my birthday. I wanna go to Papa's. So I'm gonna get a strenuous workout that day. When I get to Papa's, I'm just gonna have you know meat and veggies, a fatty meat and good veggies with lots of fiber. And then, uh, then I'm gonna enjoy my dinner 
and then maybe um, I'm going to go, I would get home, I'm going to go for a nice walk, take a shot of apple cider vinegar, and boom, now I have done everything I can to minimize the negative health impact of sugar and uh, minimize the amount of fat storage I get from it so I can feel good about having that turtle pie and not have to uh, have all the, the guilt and crappy feeling that's associated with it physically. And so that's it. Now you have all the tools you need for the occasional indulgence. You are now officially a sugar savvy health genius. Feels good, right? So if you apply these, these uh, strategies, you'll be leaner and you'll be healthier and you'll get to have the foods you love, especially this time of year. And if you don't, you'll get the obvious. You'll, you'll get fatter and less healthy, which you don't want to do, presumably, if you've listened this long. So um, you've got the info you need. Now you, what you do with it is completely up to you. But I would suggest you take some countermeasures to make sure that your uh, sugar intake is done in a way that is good for your body. Now go spread the sugar gospel around the world. Um, and I would appreciate it if you'd share this podcast or our blog on this uh, with a friend or family member that you might think it is useful. Uh, if you don't, uh, then Facebook will delete your account and you'll have 7 to 20 years of bad luck, which I do not want for you. Trust me, this is, this is science, guys. I'm just telling you science. But uh, anyhow, as always, thank you for listening and don't miss our future episodes. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button now and I will talk to you in the next one.